Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hey, Lindsay here. Real quick, if you have a business or ever dreamed of starting one, I have something so cool for you. I'm really excited to finally announce I've teamed up with some of your favorite female creators to bring you the Business Bundle. With 75 jam-packed courses covering things like marketing, mindset, that's me, self-care, social media, and so much more, it's the only resource you're going to need to take your business and mindset to the next level. And this week only, you can get this bundle for 99% off. Yes, you heard me right. So don't wait. Click the link in the episode description while it lasts. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you know one, this is an actual no-brainer, guys. So go get yours and enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of High Vibe In It. Uh, happy Monday. We have a great guest today. Um, her name is Aubrey Nichols. She's an emerging voice in the self-care, self-love arena. She's a writer, and we're really, really excited to talk to her today about how she stays in self-care and self-love and her story, what got her here. And we're just going to have a really fun conversation about caring and loving ourselves. Yeah. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, Aubrey. Thanks for being here. Hey. Oh, caring and loving ourselves. Oh, such a journey. So hard right now. <laughs> so important right now. Like more yeah, than ever. Definitely. So how did you get started? What brought you to this, I guess, expert niche? And what are you, what are you up to these days? Um, so I am currently based in LA. Um, currently sort of a Approaching, I think our nine week, uh, nine weeks of self quarantine, um, and we're sort of getting back to this new normal. Um, where I am, how I was, how I sort of got on this journey of self love is frankly, I mean, from the age of six, when I looked down at my thighs, I was in the kindergarten bathroom, and I thought, hmm, those are just too big and too fat at six. Um, I've hated myself for a long time. So it was a lifetime of self-loathing that really just took its toll. Um, and I got on this journey of self-love or more of like self-acceptance and eventually, um, self-love. So for me, what it was is, you know, to the brief version is starting at six dancing with eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, um, always trying to like fix my insides with an out, the outsides, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, unavailable, abusive, abusive men. I mean, I even tried a life of stripping on when I was like 18. Anything that could like make it go away, make me go away. Um, and eventually at 35, I was in New York, sort of pieced together some version of successful life, um, working in advertising agencies, had like 
beautiful blonde balayage that I would like paid half my rent for, um, you know, all the things. I went on this date um, with this guy who had all the things that I wanted. He owned an art gallery on the Bowery. He invested in emerging countries in, um, in Africa. He had a house in the Berkshires, you know, the Range Rover, the loft in NoHo. And I was like, hmm, I guess he's not that bad. Um, we were at this really fancy dinner, Sushi of Gari. I was like, you know, I, I, for the most part, put the eating disorder to the side. I was, I was sober by that point. Um, but I just was like, you know, I think he'll do. Um, and I, I was at Sushi of Gari. We're like eating. He was like telling me how great he was. I mean, I knew it wasn't right. So I went to the bathroom and, and threw up like a hundred bucks of New York's finest sushi, came back, sat down and ended up marrying the guy, walking down the aisle to this guy, to this man. He was gentle and generous and successful, but he wasn't for me. And, you know, I thought that I could hand over my emptiness to him, that I would finally be enough. He could love me for me. Um, and three years into the marriage, I had all of those things. I was dripping in pink diamonds. Um, and I was the most miserable version of myself. Could not even look at myself in the mirror. Um, so that's what happened. <laughs> and I realized from that point on, um, when try, I tried to look at myself in the mirror and I just couldn't without crying. It was so shrouded in hate and disgust, both from like, marrying this man that I didn't truly love. And, you know, he was my emotionally equal. So taking on his stuff and um, I had to reinvent myself from the inside out. Something really had to change. You know, I only thought I was worth being out there in the world if I did seven miles on the treadmill every day and, you know, and was perfectly manicured and, um, you know, everything was waxed and my highlights were just perfect. It, it, it just, that was my cost of entry to be in the world. It had mm. nothing to do with my internal, sweet, childlike, playful self that I know today. So that, so wow. that would was you my story. <laughs> would you say that this realization, I guess, or this like, finally facing what you kind of knew all along, which, which is that this is not my person and I have to do something about this. Would you find that to be maybe one of the turning points that you're like, I really have to figure this stuff out? Like, what was it for you that brought you to like, what would it be like if I did love myself inside and out? Well, what happened was it, what brought me to my knees was I would walked into Equinox, this gym in New York and, um, and I was going to go to the treadmill and I was like, I can't, I'm tired. I'm just tired. And I was like 10 pounds thinner than I am now. And just like, ah, uh. and I was just in this awful marriage. And I just went into a dance class and this dance class, this amazing woman named Patricia Moreno was teaching and all these people were smiling. And I just had my hat on. I pulled it down low. I got in the back of the the dance studio and then Rachel Platten's fight song was playing and it was with the lyrics like this is my fight song I talk but I take back my life song that for some reason at that very moment seeing all these people happy that I had no idea who they were smiling I thought that something 
could be available for me, like a life where there was happiness and joy could be available for me. And from that point on, I really plugged into these women who were taking this dance class. And I started to do this class called Intense Sati, which is also taught by this woman, which was basically high impact cardio paired with these affirmations. And these affirmations were like, I am powerful, I am strong, I am brave. And sooner, but you know, sooner than I know it, I was actually believing those things about myself. Um, and it started to crowd out these negative programs. And that was the shift for me. Cause I realized that all along, I had been in a trance of self-hate, self-loathing, telling myself I wasn't good enough and I was always too much and who I was at my core was wrong. But because I was able to reprogram myself with these new messages, that was the shift. And that was there that I thought, hmm, I'm not, I don't, the me that chose this life isn't me. So I'm gonna get back to me and, um, and who I am, it's really, you know, and, um, I'm going to choose differently. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful how you found like a spark of possibility. Because I think when we get so low, it's like the thing that keeps us there is not believing that it could be any other way. Like not seeing that it's possible to be happy. Like the way that you were like, look, these other women, they got to be doing something different than what I'm doing to be getting like these results. Like let's investigate. Let's start hanging out with them. Let's see what's going on, what this happiness thing is all about. And I also love that you attribute so much of your initial transformation to affirmations because I love affirmations. I've written two books on them and I'm always teaching them. And I think that there's so much to be said about when you tell yourself things that are true about everyone. Like I am strong. I am resilient. I am enough. I am lovable. Like there's some part of you that knows that to be true, but it's like strengthening that part and growing it and feeding it instead of feeding the other part that is actually the untrue thoughts right which are i'm never enough i'm too fat i'm too much i'm too whatever so aubrey do you have any affirmations that you're really loving right now that are helping you through these times because those were your affirmations then i'm sure you still use them but is there anything that's super relevant today that you're like yes this is helping me yeah so what i'm doing right now um i'm working with a new coach a woman and, and a man who are like both ex models, all into Tantra. I do breath work with them. I mean, this is so not my scene, but listen, I, there's something about really tech talk, tapping into my sexual energy and that creative life force that I am afraid of. And these people are tapping into it and I want what they have. <laughs> so, the, what I'm doing right now is I, and I, to all the listeners out there, I am a self-love advocate and I teach it, but I realize that, and it's been through this quarantine, that I have not fully, that I kind of plateaued, you know, and I think I plateaued, frankly, about a couple of years ago. And there's stuff that I didn't want to see. There's parts of me. I did think that I, I did love myself. 
still, when I was able to get my manicure and pedicure, when mm-hmm. I was able to conditionally and pr- yes, conditionally. So yeah. what I'm working on right now is unconditional love. And I would go far as to say it's almost self-worship for a woman like me who's hated herself all her life. I think it's, it's safe to play in the self-worship realm. And so what I'm doing right now is doing this um, a meditation, 20 minutes where I play this like melodic piano music. And I just go through starting with my head, all the things that I love about myself. And it's like, I love your brain. I love how like hummingbird like it is. And some people think you're ADD, but you're just so creative. Oh my God. I love how long your hair is, you know, and I go through every part of my body, how hot your heart, Aubrey, how sensitive it is, how it feels everything, you know? And then I, I say those things and I'm in the mirror. Oh, and it's just like, that is powerful. Oh, I just can't. It's just tears every time and so much. And I especially pay a lot of attention like to my arms. So what I was in, I've always, I was a gymnast and my arms have always been super, super strong. Like Linda Hamilton, like in Terminator. And I (laughs) know, and like super strong and muscly, just that's how I'm built. But I hated them. I always wanted to be like skinny fat, like on the models, like have these like straight, like, so I have to pay a lot of attention to the parts of my body that I've always like um, grimaced at in the mirror and like my face shape, you know, the, the jowls that I think that I'm getting that are my mom's. I just, I, I mean, I just have to like love on them. So um, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing right now. And I'm doing it every day. Yeah, powerful stuff. I know that for me, like I went through a phase two that was similar where I was like, oh, I love myself. Like if anybody asked me if I love myself, I'd be like, what's not to love? Like I achieved all these things. Like I do all of this, but all of my self-love was attached to and all of my worth really was attached to my accomplishments. So like where yours was attached to your image, mine was attached to Mm. how many books have I written and how fast did I do it? And is it selling more copies than this person and blah, blah, blah. And like, that overachiever perfectionist nature, right? And it's been so crazy to learn, like, actually, that's not self-love. That just means you like yourself under certain circumstances. <laughs> but like, really, the work is, can you like the parts of yourself that you hate, that you've pushed away, that you've disowned, that you've made wrong? That's really what radical self-love is. And that's like what we're talking about today, which is unconditionally loving yourself. And I've found like that that comes really easy when you have compassion for why you are the way that you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that definitely if anyone would have asked me what I've gotten out of this quarantine and COVID-19, it's compassion. And I've noticed, so I do research for a living, um, a lot of brand research and interviewing people and asking questions and, um, And my ability, because I've been able to be more compassionate with myself, my ability to have compassion with others, I mean, everything, my family, my relationship with my family, my sisters, the person on the street, it it has exponentially improved in the the last couple of months. Um, Yeah. 
it's pretty powerful. It's pretty awesome. And it's only because, and I know, I know it's only because I've cultivated this more loving kindness with myself. Just yeah, not being so beat it, not beating myself up for not being perfect. I really relate to what you said about Kelsey, about just, you know, I love myself when, and I know this to be destination addiction, you know, yeah. I'll be happy when, you totally. know, when I get there. It's like, when is when, first of all, that's like, <laughs> totally happen. And even when it does happen, it's only going to feel good for like five minutes until you create a new, when a new condition, mm-hmm. a new totally. parameter that you have to live by in order to feel the way that you want to feel. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Good job, sister. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's not easy to do this work. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, I know I that mean, firsthand. A lot of the things we talk about on this show, we're very aware are not easy things to do, especially if you're new um, to this like spiritual journey and this introspection and this self-discovery. Um, your story is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I know that it's taken you basically a lifetime. And, and I love that you said you feel like you plateaued because that's usually what happens to us, isn't it? Like we get, Mm. we finally get the hang of these things. And then by the time we finally get the hang of them, it's like, okay, now what? (laughs) Now I mean, now I can maybe tackle this thing and maybe now I can start looking at this. And I feel like, like, you know, like I said, it never stops. It never ends, but that is such a good thing because we, our journey here is really to remember ourselves and remember our Mm. amazingness and our value. I have a a question for you. Mm -hmm. I want to know, you've probably thought about this, maybe written a letter or some form of of healing in that way, but I would like to know for anyone listening who can relate to your story, what would you say to that six-year-old if you could go back in time and give her what she needed? Hmm. Great question. I know I kind of put Um, you on the spot. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, I would say, dear one, now, now, and I would bring her close. Mm -hmm. Sometimes through life, we see things, we feel things we don't want to feel. And then we see things that are, aren't true. And I just want to say that sometimes it might be safe to say that your eyes are broken. And let me tell you that you are just perfect, exactly as you are. In fact, I never, ever want you to change. You are just fine. And I would just hold her. And I would just hold her and hold her tight and caress her hair and just say, it's it's all okay. (laughs) I have never come as close to crying on the show as I just came. So (laughs) It's because you're a mom. It's because I'm a mom and it's because I know that there are very specific things, very similar to what you just said that I would say to my six-year-old or my five-year-old self and my inner child. And we all have those things that we would say to our child self that that we didn't get you know from our from our authority figures from our the people who are our caretakers are supposed to be taking care of us and it's just so healing um it's very powerful and healing work to 
to do, you know, the inner child work and really care and love on that beautiful, beautiful child who was just doing the best that they could. And that's true for us now. We're all just doing the best we can. Unfortunately, even those people that maybe have failed us as children, were doing the best that they could. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's all part of the healing too. We all have our journeys and I am just so stinking honored that you came on and talked to us about your journey because I could have never guessed how strong you actually are unless I'm sitting right in front of you hearing it from you. I can feel your uh, authenticity and your your health, your emotional health. You've come such a long way and I just, I want to like stand up and applaud you and throw a party for you because it's hey. incredible. Yeah party time. Let's just throw a party. Oh, wow. Lindsay, I'm so glad that you like reflected that back to me and really like, thank you. I, I, I feel like it is, I, I feel very open right now and open hearted. And part of that is that it's like, I think that's a great place to be. Um, yeah. And I think that inner child work, my sister just had a baby. So I haven't gotten to see her little May mm-hmm. and she's. Is it because she almost, was born in May? Because that's. Yeah. So <laughs> no, she, she was actually born a little bit in April, but she's MAE. And okay. um, it's so, but my sister never, my baby sister just had a baby and she's just two months old. She doesn't let May cry. She mm-hmm. wants to make sure that May knows that all of her needs are taken care of. Mm-hmm. She doesn't ever want to let her cry right now. And I just, I love that because I think that as we're all experiencing what we're experiencing right now and the intensity that we are, it's like, I'm reminded that I have the opportunity to mother myself. Yes. In in the way that I didn't feel that I didn't get mothered, which by the way, if I got mothered that way, I wouldn't even know what that was because I never got mothered that way. So I have to really take ownership of being my own mother and, um, and ask intending to my emotional, my physical, my spiritual needs as I see fit. And I have to own that responsibility because I have that power. As we Um, do. That's incredible. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks for demonstrating that whole thing, Lindsay and Aubrey, because I think people think, oh, inner child work, oh, I need to reparent myself, but how? And like, you just literally showed them how, like, this is what you can do at home. Like, what would I have said to myself when I was in a spot where I didn't get what I needed? Like, what did I need? How can I go back in my memory and give it to myself? How can I do a visualization where I am hugging my inner child who's hurting and feeling horrible? Or even like, I love to write letters like to my inner child and say, sorry that like nobody was there for you. Like, I'm going to do better for you now. Like, I'm here for you. Like, I got you. And like, this is something that I teach in my courses and on my retreats and like people always cry. Well, it's like here's, recipe for tears. I here's swear. what I want. Here's the thing about that is like expect it to be a vulnerable spot. Expect yourself to have this emotional release. And generally speaking, the bigger the emotional release, the more it was needed, right? If you if you snot and spit all over the floor and cry, it's probably because this has been needing to happen for a really long time, and you're finally caring for yourself enough, loving yourself enough to allow that space for it to happen. Um, so expect it, but venture forth anyway, because it's so healthy and it's so healing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, 
I mean, I think that for any listener, I mean, just like sort of a, a tip when you're coming home, I don't know, from a long day, if you eventually, if you've gone Does out. anyone um, leave anymore? Even, I know, right? <laughs> okay, hold on. When we used to leave. <laughs> but the way that I first learned is I had a therapist, I, maybe I was 30, and she made me get a teddy bear. And the teddy bear it was named Madison because I bought her in New York on at FAO Schwartz on Madison. Uh-huh. And, I, and the teddy bear was a proxy for my inner child. So I would come home from work and I would pick up Madison and I would say, what do you need today? Oh it God. was, you know, what do you need today? Do you need to eat some carbs? Do you need to like watch some TV? Like, do you need to go for a run? And really it's just anyone coming in asking themselves, like, what do, what do you really need today? And so I think that's, that's really powerful right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday I needed to go lay on the beach and I needed to watch, and I'm not a TV watcher, but I watched six hours of television. <laughs> you have to tell me what you watch because I'm the biggest TV person. Oh, normal lived. people. <laughs> normal people on Hulu. Oh, it's, I've never watched that. Of course, it's the oh, one thing gosh. I've never watched. No, it's so good. What kind is it? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it drama? It's based on a a novel by Sally Rooney. It's a coming of age romance. They have short snippets. And um, so you'll be able to get through it. I think there's like 13 episodes. Powerful. Okay. Well, there's a recommendation, y'all. I love it. Yes. Normal so, <laughs> What even is that anyway? Well, speaking of therapy and therapists, I'm glad you mentioned that you've been in therapy before and just we like to make it okay on the show. Like therapy is a great resource for yes. people and humans because we all need help sometimes. Um, and BetterHelp, one of our lovely sponsors, is here to help you guys if you need therapy, especially right now at this time when we can't really leave a lot, you're stuck at home. Um, you can do therapy from the comfort of your couch with BetterHelp, which is great. Um, they have licensed therapists, counselors, all different types of professionals who have their little niches of specialty. So when you sign up, you take a little quiz, like saying what your goals are, what your needs are, what you're looking for, and they'll match you with someone who they think is going to be perfect for you. And let's say worst case scenario, you try them out, you don't love them, you can always switch your therapist. Um, so it's a really flexible, really amazing service. You can get started like Basically, if you signed up right now, within 24 hours, you could be communicating with your new therapist. So it's really, really awesome resource. You don't have to wait. It costs way less than traditional therapy, even though it's the same value in the same system, except you're just not going, you're doing it online. So BetterHelp is really cool. Um, Do you want to say anything about it, Lindsay? Yeah, man. (laughs) It's available to everyone worldwide, so you don't have to live in a certain area to get matched with your perfectly vetted therapist. And if you guys want to give it a go, we have a nice handy code for you to get 10% off your first month. So you just go to betterhelp.com slash vibin. That's betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N for 10% off your first month and get started talking to somebody and supported right away. Yep. There ain't no shame in the game, yo. I've been in therapy. Aubrey's been in therapy. Lindsay, have you been in therapy at any point in your life? I mean, I've, 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 yes, in 
school, I was in, I had saw a counselor, but I am yeah. a therapist. I think yeah. we need it probably more than anyone. <laughs> right? Therapists need therapists too. We okay. take on a lot of stuff. And so I'm actually, as we were reading this one, I'm like, hmm, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to check in with somebody. Um, so I might actually use our own code. What do you think about that? Yeah. Can we do that? Is that allowed? I'm sure it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. Um, so it. yes, I think it's such a great resource. Um, what else do we want to talk about with Aubrey? Because I'm loving this conversation. I think we do so many good. I do too. I love it how there's two of you. It's fat. It's, it's fun, really right? dynamic. We're it's like fantastic. tag teaming the conversation. <laughs> no, it's a great. It's a great flow. I love the it. The trifecta, you know, when you got three, it has a different situation than just the one on one. But yeah, talk to us about some of the other like self care practices that you're really into these days. Is there anything okay. else that you haven't talked about yet that you're doing that you're really like is working for you? Yeah. So let me just talk about sort of like the then and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because the then, um, and this is like a, when I got on my self-love journey, which was, it was pretty regimented and disciplined. Um, waking up, morning pages, setting my intentions for the day, writing my goals in the present state, in the present state which is like, I am a best-selling author. You know, I am in a, you know, physically, emotionally, and spiritually committed relationship. You know, I am making X amount of dollars uh, per month, like those sorts of things. Um, And I would also like some sort of movement. Um, What else? Oh, meditation. Meditation definitely has changed the game for me. That's still in my practice. That's like a I feel almost like naked if I don't meditate. I feel like I just have to give myself that time. And if I would have known that as a young child, I would just say, just meditate. Um, Because meditation, what it does for anybody who's listening, and I use guided meditation. Um, There's a woman named Sarah Blondin on Insight Timer, which I think is really powerful. I love Insight Timer. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) Yeah. So great. And so for me to get me in this like present heart space, music is really powerful. Um, Although I'm sober almost 16 years, my drugs are um, dancing, music, and um, coffee. I feel like that's (laughs) congratulations. We're just for a second. Congratulations on that sobriety. 16 years? Yes. In September, 16 years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, yeah, that's an incredible accomplishment. Congratulations. Anyone who's struggling with sobriety or has struggled with sobriety knows what an accomplishment that is. So anybody who's mirroring her accomplishment or has even a day of sobriety, I want to just give a shout out and congratulations to everybody who's even trying it because it is one of the hardest things. And I think you can back me up that you can never try to do is come back from something like addiction. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's an everyday thing, right? Well, and especially, yes, it's an everyday thing. And especially right now in quarantine, Gosh. I feel like that's what I most, you know, I, 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 I would say that I'm not disconnected from the lives that we're losing the, to um, COVID-19. But I would say that what has touched me the most for all the addicts or people who are early in recovery, who have never met, them, met themselves in sort of stillness. Yes. Um, that is what has really I is worried me the most and sort of the trauma that is resulting on the other side. I mean, alcohol sales are up 55%. Yep. And they're 
there's a reason for that. It's because people are like, oh, no, here I am. You can swear if you want on this show, you can swear. Okay, good. Yeah, I was, I'm like, I've never gone so long without actually saying an F-bomb. I was like, very uncomfortable. <laughs> no, this is a fully, like, you can say whatever you want, basically. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Here I am. Oh, no. Give me something to drink immediately. Yeah. You know? You, yeah. And, um, so... So that is, so that's what it is. So um, meditation really helps with that. And whether you're doing one minute, five minutes, 20 minutes, um, yeah. or God bless those people who go on those 10 day silent retreats, that's not in my future. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. But um, yeah, that's what's happened. But needless to say, when um, lockdown uh, was upon me, basically none of those things worked. I was, it was like caffeine fueled tear fest in my morning pages. You know, I thought it was going to be a creative renaissance. Nope, it wasn't. Um, all I could do is like take baths three times a day with Epsom salt. Um, and so I've sort of shifted the way my self-care and self-love routine looks like. And it's like, okay, meditation is a must. Writing, journaling in some form or fashion is a must. But when those things happen, um, does not matter. Um, yeah. It can happen anytime throughout the day. Um, not watching news is a must. Mm -hmm. I don't watch news. Um, and yeah, movement is definitely, a, even if it's a slow walk, if it's a bounce around um, on my mini trampoline, then I do that. But there's no sort of shoulds in my self-love routine right say now. Say it, Kelsey. Say it. Say it. <laughs> I always say, don't shit on yourself. Don't shit on yourself. <laughs> this is like an unprecedented time. We're yeah. not only, are we all experiencing currently together a global trauma, but we, that are, is bringing up other traumas, right. childhood traumas that uh, for me, like personally, not feeling protective. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing how much I hate authority. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, I thought, you know, so we're, ex don't expect your best self. Yeah to be navigating these times. It's just, it's just not possible. Now right? is not and the time for big expectations. Now uh -uh. is the time to be gentle with yourself, protect yourself and yeah. make sure that you are doing those things that bring you joy. Of course, there are things we must do. There are things we have to do for our survival, for our children, for our responsibilities, but that makes it even more important to find those little moments in the day where you can just do what fulfills you. Um, don't shut on yourself. And don't yeah. make too high of expectations. Be gentle. Yeah, yeah I would say like lower all your expectations. Yeah. Definitely. Give yourself permission to just exist. And yes. <laughs> to get take. through the day. <laughs> I saw well, this. I have. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm going to. No. Well, I just, I wrote this article recently. It was called like self-care and creativity. Our ideas depend on it. And it was, cause mm. I used to work in, it's in advertising. Um, but what I, oh, cause I talked to a psychologist when I was doing, when I was like doing the research. And so what I found is, is actually creativity is a higher order. Um, like if Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's a higher mm -hmm. order process. It's like, so, you know, when we're thinking about food, shelter, how am I going to bring in, you know, um, money for next month, toilet paper, 
all of those things, creativity is not in the mix. Mm -hmm. And so I shouldn't be expecting myself to like crank out the most like insightful, creative essays right now. And nor should, you know, the advertising industry um, because it's just not possible. Absolutely. That's such yeah. a great way to say that too. And you're absolutely right. Now, if you're doing it because you are inspired and you need right to, if you have this idea that you need to get out, yes, absolutely. Don't shove it down, but you're absolutely right. You cannot force creativity. You cannot force inspiration. It's something that happens. And so I would just say like put as much as you can for your own health and well-being, put yourself in positions where you can allow that energy to flow without being like, okay, time to be creative. Let's do it. Totally. <laughs> I've fallen Lindsay. into that trap so many times. Mm-hmm. It does not work. It never works. <laughs> well, here's what's so interesting, Lindsay, is what you said is like, if it brings you joy, do it. Like, mm-hmm. cause I think we st- really need to be exercising the joy muscle because we've had not had a yes. lot of joy. And also Elizabeth Gilbert had a great um, IGTV a couple weeks ago. And what she's done is she said she sets an artist trap up for herself. So she, she, where it's like in the middle of her living room, she, there's a table with some colored pencils and markers and glitter. And, you know, if she happens to stumble upon it and ends up like making paper dolls of her friends or, you know, coloring, then yay. That's the perfect thing to do for my kids. I have three kids and it's so hard to get them to, they have creative time, right? Because we have a schedule for like their schooling and in the house. And so they have like an hour of creative time. And I wonder what would happen if I just like put out stuff that I guarantee they would just float over there and start like doing stuff. That is such How a- How old are they? Um, I have an eight-year-old, a four-year-old and a almost two-year-old. Oh yeah. It's going to be all over your house. Amazing Perfect. little monsters they are. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's so, it's like catching a leprechaun. You have to like set yes. the trap <laughs> and then just- just wait for it to happen, the magic to happen. What a good idea. That's incredible. You could do that with anything. You could do that with totally. journaling. Just put your journal in a pencil yeah. on paper and be like on the table. Be like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> look over at it. Okay, maybe not now. And then look at it again. Hmm, maybe. Maybe I want to write something. Totally. What a great idea. I love that. Thanks for sharing and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And just to piggyback off of what you were saying, Aubrey, about creativity, I found personally, and you can tell me if you find this too for yourself, like, I'm the most creative when I'm the most relaxed. And I literally, the second I give myself permission to do nothing, all these ideas come. (laughs) Like every time I'm on vacation, like, oh, I'm not going to work. Like, I'm just only going to relax. Like, I'm just going to take great care of myself. I come up with like 10 books that I want to write. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just start right now. And then I get into like the opposite mode where I'm like hyper creative. I'm like, girl, you reel it back in. Like, you're so relaxed that all these ideas came to you. So if you do aspire to more creativity, relaxing even though it sounds counterintuitive is actually going to invite in more yeah so true kelsey that's actually the first line of my article if a relaxed mind is a creative mind then what happens in a global pandemic whoa that happened to yeah (laughs) yeah no because i get in the bath and like all of a sudden at the end of the day i'm like yeah like i'm like you know i don't want to drop my phone in but i got to get all these ideas because i become like i'm like so relaxed. Mm-hmm. I love, I can so relate to the hummingbird brain. Cause that's, that's me completely. And I'm like, 
if I'm like taking a shower and I have this amazing idea, which is always when it happens, let's be honest. Yes. I'm always, when I can't reach my phone is when I come up with the most amazing <laughs> thing. And so I'm like, okay, don't forget this. Remember this. And I have to like find associations so that I don't forget it. It's just so hilarious. Um, what would you say to somebody who's like, what do I do right now to feel more relaxed, to um, settle my nervous system, to really care for myself? What are some easy things that have worked for you that we can and uh, give people that are listening some tips. Um, okay. Uh, can you just turn on one of your favorite songs? Okay. Now you're going to have to take the idea is to change your state mm-hmm. play. Okay. First of all, <laughs> hummingbird brain people are watching, <laughs> right? Put a smile on your face. Okay. Now it, it doesn't have to be a real smile, but put it yep. on and just smile like a huge ass grin. Yep. You're like almost uncomfortable. Then I would say walk outside if you can to put some music on and just like channel your inner Beyonce and just walk with a strut. Yeah. Just get some blood flowing, fake it till you make it. I mean, and then trick yourself into being in a good mood. Get that dopamine yeah. a chance to get flowing. And I mean, for me, it takes me about 10 minutes So give yourself at least 10 minutes to be able to like change your state and take yourself to a better mood. Um, The smile thing actually works. It does, right? It really does. If you put even a pencil between your teeth, it releases the same amount or the same uh, chemicals as an actual smile does. So you are absolutely spot on when you say that. Smile, fake it till you make it because you will release the same chemicals that make you happy Um, or at least start the process. That's amazing. So I say like get your body moving put on a grin. Um, I say music is a big part of it. Call someone up and ask them how they're doing. Give it a second before you're sort of like lost in their story and their world. Um, and you know, they probably need it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, that we all have like grandparents or loved ones who would love a FaceTime call right now. Just anything like that. I think that is will calm the nervous system. When you connect with other people, it releases oxytocin, it releases progesterone, um, which are these calming um, hormones. So that's what I would do. I love it. Yes. What are you going to do after this call? Are you going to work or are you going to relax? Oh, no. There's no no. wrong answer. I'm I'm relaxed right now. So I am am relaxed right now. So I'm definitely going to work. Yeah. (laughs) I feel infinitely better than when I before I got on this call and just because I know I'm being of service it's because we're as women just sharing stories sharing our struggles celebrating together it's good it's like I don't feel so alone in this day it's awesome thank you I think that's I think that's the beauty of the podcast world is like, mm. even if we can't be in the same room together, when you're listening to a podcast, it's pretty intimate. Like you can imagine like you're there, you're part of the circle. So everyone who's listening to this, welcome to our circle. If it's your first yeah. time yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like share it with everybody. Cause this is, this is the connection that we need right now. Obviously it's not in person, which would be the highest form that we could give each other. But since that's not available, we will go to this, which is also really great. And it'll have to do for the time being. So yeah, thanks for being here. Is there anything on your heart that you want to share before we wrap this up and transition over to the Patreon? 
um, just anything that's like on your heart that you feel like the people really need, like in your words. I would say if I, and this is my intention, um, and this is because of you, Lindsay and Kelsey, my, how can I nourish my, my inner child this week? That is the number one priority is taking care of that girl, that little girl who didn't get what she needed and just making sure I'm tending to like every whim. I call it my beloved. What is my, that like whisper on the inside? Maybe I want to go to the park. I want to go sit on the beach for a second. You know, I want to go to Whole Foods and get that special kombucha that I love so much. You know what? Do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, th- that's, it's like that little whisper that we usually put to the side, our adult side puts to the side. I said, this week is about listening to that inner, that whisper and tending to that. And, and that's what's on my heart. And I feel like, because I've, we've talked about it so much and I've just articulated it just now that it will be front and center for me yeah. this week. Yeah. I love that. I don't want to make light of it, but my inner child legit said, eat a whole candy bar yesterday. And I did, did you it. do it. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. And it was like, I don't want to like, it was a king size. Let me just say <laughs> it was huge. But to be fair, once my kids heard the crinkle, they're like, Hey, you got chocolate. And so then I had to like share. So maybe it wasn't the whole thing, but I absolutely, chocolate is definitely one of the things that I know I will. It's, it's like, it's a thing that I will never not do because it brings me so much happiness. I love mm. chocolate. I'm not going to apologize. It's It's good. It's so good. In some moments, the most like low vibrational, quote unquote, bad thing for you is like like, the best thing for you. Like for me, that's like mac and cheese. Like that's my soul food that I just need on that day. And my inner child's just like, I don't like anything except mac and cheese. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it to you, girl. Like it's fine. Kelsey's inner child is very vocal about her food preferences. Yeah. She's kind of picky. Aubrey, where can people find you if, you know, they really feel called to this episode? I'm sure they do. How can they find out more about you? So definitely check out my Instagram for a little raw, real self-love with all the realness at Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-E dot Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S. And from there, you'll find my website, which has a link to sort of all my articles and um, just sort of what I'm working on events. Cause there's definitely going to be events coming up soon. Um, yeah. And nice. that's where that's a, that's a one-stop shop. Good. So we're going to link that in the description. So go check that out. Um, I think it's time to go to Patreon. Aubrey, you've been so wonderful and accommodating and just so open. And we really do appreciate this conversation. Truly, truly, truly. This one's going to stick with me. I feel like for a while. Um, but oh, if you're you. open, do you want to head over to Patreon and party with us over there for a little bit? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I believe you guys that Lindsay is going to guide us all through a self-care type mm. hypnosis situation. So this is going to be fun. I'll do my best. <laughs> Let's give it a go. All Have right. a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. 
please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.